Good morning, Cleveland. This is Pastor C.A. here at Faith Memorial Church in this great city of Cleveland, Tennessee, and you're tuning into Thinking Out Loud. Now, this morning, I am still, I have been stuck in Matthew chapter 16, um, where Jesus takes his disciples to the district of Caesarea Philippi. I have been stuck in this particular passage for, for several days now, and I just wanted to say one more thing, or at least one more thing about it. Um, At the end of this interchange, after Peter makes the confession and Jesus says that he's blessed for making his confession and that the gates of hell can't prevail against the revelation of the identity of Jesus Christ upon which the church is built, after all of that, Jesus says, I'm going to give unto you, Peter, the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven, and whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven." And I've heard a lot of interpretations of this, and I'm not going to get into, you know, arguing or debating about this interpretation versus that. I just simply want to offer up my interpretation of this passage. My interpretation would be that the keys that Jesus is talking about is taken from Isaiah 22:22, and it's referred to as the key of David. And in that passage, he says, I will give unto him the key of David, and whatever, whatever door he opens no one will be able to shut. Whatever door he shuts, no one will be able to open. And then he says, I'll fasten him as a nail in a sure place and hang the glory of God on him, and which is a beautiful imagery of the cross, and it's a very prophetic or messianic picture. And in fact, it's so messianic that in Revelation chapter 3, when Jesus is talking, I believe it's to the church at Philadelphia, um, he says that I am he that has the key of David which opens a door that no one shuts and shuts a door that no one's open. So that's what I believe that Jesus is talking about, and the language of loosing and unloosing here is very similar to the language of opening and shutting the door. So Jesus has the key, and he gives Peter the key, but then in Revelation, Jesus has the key again. Now, for me, what that makes me think is that Jesus gave Peter the key to accomplish a specific task and which Peter then gave it back. I don't believe that Peter then handed on to a successor and so on and so forth. I believe that he accomplished a purpose and handed it back. So it leads me to ask two questions. What was the key? What was it supposed to do? What was it supposed to loose and bind? And what did Peter use it for? Now, I would pose the thought that maybe the key of David is about loosing and unloosing a particular type of knowledge. Now think about this. Peter makes the revela- the confession. He's re- commended because he received the revelation from God, and then Jesus, in response to that, gives him a particular key. So it makes sense from the flow of the passage that this key is in re- relation to the ability to communicate a revelation, to loosen people's understanding about a particular revelation. Now, carry this train of thought with me. The day of Pentecost comes... And, uh, you know, there's a sound from heaven as a mighty rushing wind, and there's cloven tongues of fire that appears on each of them. And then the people that are around say, they're drunk on new wine. And Peter says, no, they're not drunk. It's only 9 a.m. You know, this is that which was spoken of by the prophet Joel when he says, I will pour out my flesh upon, or my spirit upon all flesh, and your old men will dream dreams, and your young men will see visions, and your sons and your daughters will prophesy. This is, this is that. This is what what is happening. So Peter is the one that stands up and communicates the revelation of what's going on. He loosens their understanding. And in so doing, the 
adverse of that is he is binding something. He's loosening their understanding about what is going on in the spirit, and he is simultaneously binding their understanding about what's not going on. And that's to the Jews. And then in Acts chapter 10, he again, the Holy Spirit falls on Cornelius' house, and Peter again is the one that communicates what's going on. He loosens their understanding. And as such, he is binding the understanding that this is a ethnic religion, that it's confined to the Jews. No, it's open for all people. Even the Gentiles, even the non-Jews can receive of the Spirit of God, and that's made accessible to them. And that's what happens again in Acts chapter 15 when Peter steps up and says that the Holy Spirit has been made available to everyone, to all nations, to all people. So what I think the key of David is, is it's a key to unlock revelation And that is what Jesus lends it to Peter to do. And so Peter does it in Acts chapter 2 and Acts chapter 10 and again in Acts chapter 15. And then he gives the keys back and Jesus is the one that holds the key of David. This has been Thinking Out Loud with Pastor C.A. Thank you and God bless.